Hey, welcome back to the Alan Carter Show. Jeff Semple sitting in today. Alan will be back with us again tomorrow. Um, so if you've been listening to the news in recent months, and especially if you're the type to look up at the stars and wonder what it might be like up there, then you have certainly heard the news that NASA is planning to head back to the moon. Artemis is NASA's program. It's planned to, lay, to land the first woman and the next man on the moon by the year 2024. So exciting stuff if you're into that sort of thing. And the plan goes even further. They're hoping to establish a presence on the moon that would then enable them to send crewed journeys to Mars. Pretty cool. Um, but astronauts, like everyone else, you know, when you're looking at thinking about taking a long road trip this summer, for example, you're going to be thinking, you know, especially in a pandemic, where are we going to stop? to use the bathroom, right? Maybe a little awkward to talk about, but this is, you know, this is basic human stuff. So astronauts are no different. You know, these are long journeys and eventually they got to go. And it's not quite as simple as you might imagine, or maybe you imagine it as complicated as it is given the zero gravity of space. NASA has putting a call out to members of the public, to innovators in, in particular from around the world. They are launching a contest asking people to help develop a new space toilet that would work not just in microgravity, like we see abo abo aboard the International Space Station, but also in lunar gravity on the moon. So, you know, we're look, talking about something that could work in a future lunar lander that could, you know, sit on the moon for a bit and... We're talking about a different level of gravity there. So, you know, there are a number of specifications that they are looking for, and there's a cash prize, an incentive. Um, so the winning design will win a $20,000 prize. Second place will win $10,000. Third place will win $5,000. And there's even a contest, uh, contest for kids, a junior category in which children under the age of 18 can apply with their own innovative space toilet idea and that they will win, quote, public recognition and an item of official NASA-logoed merchandise. Pretty cool. Add that toy to the set. To talk about this, we are joined on the line with a Canadian inventor, innovator, strategist at Envisioning Labs in Vancouver, Cliff Edwards, who is a Canadian inventor who has applied to be part of this contest. Putting his name in the hat, Cliff, great to, great to talk with you about this one. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So it's competitive. Uh, you know, we, we heard there were 1,200 contestants who threw their names in the hat in the first 24 hours. How do you like your chances? <laughs> oh, there's, when these uh, um, toilet challenges go up, there was another one from NASA several years ago for spacesuits. They attract so much attention, and there's so many people applying that uh, the hope that uh, any one person can have is, is relatively low. Uh, because there's so many great ideas coming in. But on the other hand, the, the opportunity to provide something of value is so, so um, encouraging that um, we do it anyway. And as an inventor, an innovator, uh, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I struggle to build IKEA furniture, Cliff, so it's hard for me to wrap my head around this. Uh, how challenging is this particular challenge to you? It's actually very challenging. I mean, one aspect of it is it's very accessible to everyone because everybody has experience, uh, you know, with the activity in question. Um, however, because it's a space environment and there's no either, you know, very low gravity or almost no gravity on the space station, that um, the, you know, the challenges are actually very, very stiff for um, uh, an engineering standpoint. So I would say, you know, 
everybody can think about ideas, and I mean, I would encourage everyone to think about ideas for this challenge. But uh, those challenges are actually very, very tough to to meet. Right. And you mentioned the distinction in gravity there. You have near zero gravity aboard the space station and you have lunar gravity, which is about one sixth the gravity that we have here on planet Earth. Um, so that distinction obviously creates a challenge. And, you know, it's interesting, Cliff, looking back at the history of this, of course, during NASA's Apollo program back in the 1960s, early 70s, astronauts used a urinated into a quote unquote relief tube that was designed only for male astronauts, since there weren't any women allowed in NASA's astronaut corps. Um, I mean, when you look back in time at the technology that does exist here currently, I mean, how how bad is this? Uh, apparently, that the um, the sort of the usability and the, the the comfort for astronauts is is not as good as desired. Like they they report, um, you know, problems and. Uh, it, it works, you know, it, it actually does what they have today. It does its function. There's there's a two systems, one for, you know, going number one and another system for going number two. Um, number one urination, it seems to work fairly well for both women and men now. It's like you say, it's a sort of a, a separate uh, a tube with, a, with an airflow that draws the fluid in. So that's not as bad. Apparently, the larger problem is number two. And, um, and, and, you know, your, your imagination can come up with all sorts of challenges in a low-gravity environment. Um, what they use today is an uh, airflow to help pull the material away from the body and then sort of bags to trap it, and you seal the bag and, and so on. Um, on the moon, there's going to be challenges with things like, uh, at, uh, you know, you want to reduce the amount of consumables that are used because every ounce of weight that has to go up there costs a fortune. Um, you want to make sure this, the amount of space that's used is as small as possible because space is at a, you know, a space for the equipment is at a, a premium, and you want to improve the comfort for um, for the astronauts and make sure that everything goes as planned every time. Right, because comfort is important, of course. Right, um, I'm literally going toilet shopping later today. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes as you, as you, as you lay all this out here, Cliff, because uh, comfort is important among all those other factors. And speaking of, you know, you mentioned the challenges with number two. I was reading a transcript from the Apollo 10 mission back in 1969 that literally has this conversation, sort of an argument between a couple of the astronauts. One of them says, "Quote, I didn't do it. It ain't one of mine." And then the other astronaut responds, I don't think it's one of mine. So that is an actual conversation. I'll leave the rest to your imagination. That's an actual conversation from the Apollo 10 mission in 1969. So, you you know, you, you, your imagination can understand why you know, this is such a challenge. Before we let you go, uh, Cliff, I know you do terrific work out there with Envisioning Labs, not just working on this problem, but also working on a number of COVID-19 related projects, including Emma. Can you tell us a bit about Emma? Oh, love to. Yes. Um, so we have some partners around the world. One of our partners is a, uh, a lab in Japan called Mirai Innovations. They've been doing a lot of work with um, robotics, and they have a, a robot uh, software system that enables a robot to you know, self, self-navigate and uh, inter- interface with people, interact with people. And one of the things that we would like to do is to apply this to uh, COVID-19 situations where the robot can help uh, monitor um, people's temperature, for example, and, um, you know, sort of 
be a unob- relatively unobtrusive way of of keeping track of um, people's temperatures so that, uh, you know, if, if someone's sick, they can be notified. Perhaps they don't even know, and they're out in public. And, uh, you know, this, this robot can help can help with that. Right. I saw the, the video of the robot sort of cruising around an indoor space with a camera, an infrared camera, sees a young woman who has a fever, comes up and connects her with a doctor in real time on, a, on an iPad there. So uh, interesting stuff, Cliff. I got to tell you, if I was handy, uh, if I could build IKEA furniture, I would uh, love to sign up there. That sounds like a fun job you've got there from building space toilets to COVID-19 robots. Cliff Edwards, an inventor, innovator, strategist, strategist excuse me, with Envisioning Labs. Cliff, thanks for joining us. Good luck with the crappy contest. <laughs> thanks so much, Jeff.